0: The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad, pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast.
1: What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, commercial appeal sports columnist. I am joined by Tiger Basketball beat writer at the Commercial Appeal, Jason Munns, As always, it's been a little while; been a minute since we uh, did a podcast. A lot has happened since then. Um, this uh, roller coaster ride of a of a season has uh, has had more twists and turns. Um, we are coming to you less than uh, or about twelve hours. After Memphis gets a 67-64 win over Tulsa, um, which they nearly fumbled the win away, but ultimately come out with a win. Um, They've now won uh, two games in a row, three of their past four, although that spans a long time because they beat Alabama, get their biggest win of the year, arguably the biggest win of the Penny Hardaway era, then go to Nashville and uh, don't play. Uh, Game gets canceled because of COVID issues within the program because of vaccination issues within the program. A lack, you know, not not having enough vaccinated guys uh, ultimately to play that game combined with some injuries and red shirts. Um, They go on a 10-day COVID pause, come back, lose to Tulane without Jalen Duran, DeAndre Williams, and Imani Bates, then come back last weekend and get a really impressive 20 point, 18 point win on the road against Wichita State. Uh, beat Wichita State in a way, Wichita State does not get beaten at home. Um and with DeAndre and Jalen back in the lineup, then come back last night, go up eighteen on, on Tulsa, don't play great, but look like they were gonna get a relatively routine win over a bad team, and then almost collapse in really embarrassing fashion down the stretch Um, they're down to three scholarship players by the end of the game due to foul trouble and uh, injuries Um, so but they do get the win so now they're seven and five uh, and and two and one in league play Um, and uh, what's that Eight and five, right? Eight and five, excuse me. Eight and five and two and one in league play. Um, still have a chance at the NCAA tournament. Still have a chance to win the American. But, man, it feels like you're going to get whiplash watching <laughs> how this thing has gone recently. The ups and the downs for Memphis. Um, I guess, Jason, what? Um, let, let's start. We're going to talk about several things. Here. We're going to talk about last night's game against Tulsa. Um, we're going to talk about the injuries and then we're going to talk about kind of the state of the program right now, not in a big picture sense, more in like a over the next couple months sense. Um, because that's ultimately what's, I know that there, there's a lot at stake in the big picture with the Penny Hardaway era with this season, but ultimately that all of those things depend on what happens over the next couple months, how this all plays out. Uh, or continues to play out. So um, several things I want to get to. Let me tell you first about the new sports app we've launched as a part of our USA Today family. USA Today Sports Plus is the new sports app that puts the fans first. Get the latest scores, stats, and standings and enjoy interactive experiences with our award-winning sports writers. Download USA Today Sports Plus from the Apple or Google Play stores today. USA Today Sports, fan harder. Um, Munz, what do you make of what happened last night, uh, both on the court and off the court? On the court, we just mentioned, Memphis at times looked good against Tulsa. At times looked like they were going to get a you know, a a going away win. And then at times looked like, you know, kind of a train wreck. And then afterwards we get a terse press conference from Penny Hardaway Uh, as as short and as uh, kind of abrupt as Penny has ever been uh, since becoming head coach, at least from what I can recall. what did you make of what happened last night? What what were the implications to you of how that played out against Tulsa, both both on the court and off the court?
0: So my my thought uh, on the way things transpired, eventually transpired in the actual game, are I don't know if I'm in the in the majority or the minority on this, but it just a win is a win. And especially when it's against a team like Tulsa, that's had your number for a while. Now you're one of your Penny Hardaway. You're one in four in your coaching career against Frank. Hey, um, like to get, to get a win against him and against that program, uh, no matter how it happens, I think is, is a good thing. Um, like, and the other thing is, like, okay, so yeah, it didn't look great to start. It didn't look great to. It didn't look good, even good, to end. But uh, the fact, I mean, you know, they're missing Amani Bates. They're missing Jalen Duran. They're missing Alex Lomax. They're missing Chandler Lawson. Um, you know, it it was, and 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 they they. I thought it it became pretty clear that they made some key adjustments in that first half and we're able to beat that matchup zone that they've never been able to solve uh or, or ha- b- hardly ever been able to solve uh since Penny Hardaway became coach and i think that's a takeaway that needs to be um that doesn't need to be forgotten here uh mm-hmm. the, the in-game adjustments uh that Memphis made to 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 figure that out to 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 you know, again, to solve, to solve the, the, that, that problem, uh, should be commended, um, and, and recognized. Now, all that being said, you know, Tulsa's not good. Tulsa's, Tulsa's a no, bad uh, team. That,
1: that was one of the worst that, that team might be, I uh, USF is really bad. Tulsa's got a chance to be the second worst team in the league, I think. This year, uh, a better, a, a middle of the pack American team wins that game last night. I, I believe. Um,
0: you know, it's interesting though. So they're they're six and seven now. Uh, six of their seven losses have come by seven points or fewer, and five of those seven have come by five points or fewer. Uh, you know, it,
1: it, I'm just telling you. Uh, I watched that team last night. That's like a six win American team. You know, like they they're lost, gonna
0: go like look, they're gonna they go six a- and twelve. SMU could only beat them by five. So and SMU looks like one of the one of the top teams in this conference. Yeah. I think I think it speaks That's to both right. sides of the coin. I think it speaks to both sides of the coin. The American, as we all know, not a very good league. Uh, uh, and Tulsa, not a well, very good team.
1: I think it's harder to win in the American than people give it credit for. Uh, I agree. On a night to night basis, even though the teams overall you know, there's not a lot of great teams year in and year out in the league. It's harder to it's harder to win than people give it credit for. No, you know, you're right that, like, ultimately they did get the win. And, like, honestly, until the final five minutes, they were still up double digits. Really, until the last three minutes, they were up double digits. So, you know, now at the end, I mean, Tulsa ultimately had a chance to, to – I don't know, I guess they had a chance to tie it at the buzzer at the end. They also, you know, Memphis basically threw the ball away on an inbounds pass and then caught a break, and it was a nice play by Jaden Hardaway, but also a break for Memphis. He draws a charge on the ensuing mad dash to the basket that Tulsa was making, Um, and so you hold on late. But, for you know, take out the first five minutes of the game when they were awful and fell behind 10-0, and take out the last five minutes of the game where they where they, where they were awful and like basically tried to throw the game away. For 30 minutes, they were like 20 points better than Tulsa. You know, yeah. like when you add it all up.
0: Um, and, it, and it should be noted, it should be noted that in that last five minutes, you lost Malcolm Dandridge, who yep. was was your was tied for the leading scorer on your team last night. You lose Josh Minot, both foul out. In the last five minutes, you guys
1: who were like the most active guys on the roster last
0: night in the game, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and DeAndre Williams sat for the last five and a half minutes. You uh, could argue
1: your three most active guys for the on that night didn't your play entire,
0: your entire front court. You, you pretty much were missing, uh, for the last five minutes of the game. You know, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta point that stuff out,
1: yeah, no, and, um, hopefully, and that's where I sort of lean in my uh in my sort of view of what played out last night and especially Penn's reaction i think it's re- it's a result of like these injuries and like just not necessarily the injuries I- I- in the sense that like you know like what what do i gotta do to like get this thing rolling like you know like it, the way i phrased it in my comments it's always something with this team you know and it feels like a lot of times it's unnecessary drama they create for themselves um but and may you know i i don't want to speculate in this case with injuries but i think it's just let's just put it this way i think it's frustrating for penny hardaway that every game right now he doesn't know who he's going to have you know and like who's going to be available um and so and then to have you know deandre not available for the final five, six minutes of the game with a back injury, it, you know, it probably – it. I, I think you caught Penny in a mood where he was just like, what the hell is – what the hell, you know? Like, like, like yeah. what the hell? And to his credit, rather than blowing up like he did after some of those losses earlier in the year, <clears throat> I think he took the right – you know, ultimately – I had no problem with him being short with us in the media, you know, in the press conference, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I had no problem with his, ultimately he went up there, answered questions. And, you know, frankly, the way he answered the questions told you more than the words anyways, you know, like, so, um, I just think, you know, and, and, and I don't necessarily, I don't know if I blame him. Like, what the hell? Like that's a, that's really what this season is has turned into at times. It's like, you know, they go out and destroy Wichita State and look awesome. They go out and beat Alabama and look awesome. But then they, you know, I know they were shorthanded, but you know, couldn't get there. Couldn't get a stop against Tulane. Literally went an entire half without consecutive stops. Um, they like basically just decide to, you know. Penny had said this Tulsa game, he wanted to make it a statement game because they're coming off this big win against Wichita State. Tulsa's a team they've had trouble with in the past, as you mentioned. Um, and they come out and don't score for the first five minutes of the game and fall behind 10-0. And then they get their act together. They're up 18. And then over the next 15 minutes, slowly but surely, just you know, let their foot off the pedal. It's like, what the hell? You know, like what? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and at a certain point, you know, when they were on that losing streak, I, I really did think, like, you know, Penny wasn't doing a great job coaching the team. But in this case, I I can, you know, in this instance, I don't know, I felt for him last night. I kind of like, I, I was kind of like, you know, like, yeah, what the hell with this team? You know, like, yeah. why are they so inconsistent?
0: Right. Can't catch a break, man. Can't, yeah. uh can't seem to, it's just like, if it's not one thing, it's another. Uh is is kind of the vibe that I that, that that I got that he was putting out last putting off last night. Um yeah. that, that that just if it's not one thing, it's another.
1: Now the good news is, you know, so Amani hasn't played since the Alabama game. Uh Jalen Duran has missed two of the last three games. Um DeAndre Williams, again, like we mentioned, is out. But I will say, like, the the sort of turmoil had, there has been some bright spots produced because of it. it it feels like Earl Timberlake has played more has played more comfortable getting uh, and we haven't even mentioned Alex Lomax with an ankle injury is out but Earl Timberlake's getting more minutes because of that Josh Minot has gotten more minutes and really thrived the last couple games because of it um, and Malcolm Dandridge has gotten a, has had a bigger role and has played pretty well here two games in a row. And Penny has sort of gone to this, big, playing these big lineups when he can. Uh, and they were really, the, the lineup with the front court of Dandridge, Williams, and Durin, like going real big against Wichita State, that was where they really extended their lead against Wichita State. That lineup was, I think, it was like a plus 11 over six and a half minutes of that game. They were tremendous together and really, really put the clamps on Wichita State. So, like i i don't you know like penny again he said he was happy that they won um but obviously like i said his actions kind of betrayed happiness you know it was very clear he was frustrated more than happy um but i do think they've hit upon some things here recently that that can serve them well moving forward and and ultimately they are still in you know they're not in a great position they're not in the position they were at the beginning of the year, but it does feel like they are in a salvageable position for their se- in terms of their season right now at 8 and 5, 2 and 1 in conference where yeah, maybe a top seed, you know, a top 6 seed is out of the question in the NCAA tournament, but you know, they still, you know, the the lead looks like it's up for grabs. Houston has suffered you know, they lost two play, two of their top four scores to season-ending injuries over the break, holiday break. Um, you know, and you mentioned SMU's playing well. They've won eight, nine games in a row, but they're, they've lost a couple games. You know, UC, UCF has lost a couple games. Memphis already beat Wichita State, uh, and those seem to be the best teams in the league this year. So, you know, they everyone looks beatable, including Memphis. Um But that you know that also means it's kind of there for the taking. So you you know there's still um, it it feels like while as rocky as it's been as rocky as it's been, it still feels like there is a path to a form of success for this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that I think you might have just hit on this, and and we've kind of alluded to it and and gotten to this point in a roundabout way. But it's like the, the the AAC is there for the taking this year based on a lot of the things you just mentioned. And yet it's like, it's, it's like Memphis for one reason or another, they seem to something else always seems to crop up.
1: They certainly don't look like they're ready to go and take it just right now. Like they're not playing in a, in a manner that's like to go take it. You got to go reel off like 10 wins in a row. And is this team capable of doing that? It, it the it team that played against Wichita State looks like it was capable of doing that. The yeah. team that played against Tulsa did not.
0: No, I mean, well, and it depends on who's available, man. It's like, you yeah. know, is DeAndre Williams going to be available Sunday against Cincinnati? Is Is Jalen Duran? What about Amani Bates and his finger? Um, you know, I mean, like, is Chandler Lawson ever going to? Get over the ankle that's kept him out since Thanksgiving. Um If if all the, I mean, you know, I well, mean, we're not we even met.
1: Lomax is out too. I know. Yeah, we can talk about him or in a, in a little bit. But
0: well, yeah, I was going to say we can sit here and talk about how you know uh, how how we feel about you know we've talked for so long uh about Penny Hardaway's predilection for playing too many players, and now he's been given. Uh, you know, he's got no choice, but to not, but to, you know, to keep the rotation short. And now we're like saying, well, if they can get healthy again, then maybe they, you know, like, so it's like, you know, six of one and a half dozen in the other, but um, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's kind of just, yeah, it's been a weird year. It's been a weird few weeks. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. No. And I think it's, it's, you know, he was, I think he thought that Wichita state game, it was like okay this is who we're going to be this is who we are and I think what was frustrating about the Tulsa game to him was it was a realization of no actually it's the it's the it's the unpredictability of what I'm going to see from game to game that's actually who they are right now um yeah. whether it's based on personnel or play you know like from even from possession to possession they'll look great on one possession and the very next time down the floor they'll just throw the ball away You know, like, um, and, and so can he quote unquote fix that? I don't know. Um, you know, ultimately it falls on him and I think he understands that, but I, I also, you know, in this case, feel for him in that I, I not feel for him. I can understand why he's frustrated, you know, like, you know, you could, you could sense that, but again, ultimately they're in a, you know. They got Cincinnati at home Sunday, and then a big road game at UCF next Wednesday. Um, and you know, you win both of those, you really are set up to go on a nice little run um, yeah. because you don't play you don't play Houston until uh, the middle of February, and so the schedule. Well, especially,
0: I mean, especially depending on what happens. Yeah, you know, we're recording this uh, late Wednesday morning. Um, you know, SMU and Cincinnati play each other Thursday, depending on the outcome of that game. then then it, it, you know, sort of further, uh, you know, it, it, it could tell us a little bit more about where this season could be headed for Memphis based on, you know, different forecasts and everything. I, you know, it's, the reality
1: uh, is for this to work to, for you to go on a, you know, going to run and make the NCAA tournament after the ups and downs of the beginning of the season, like, like I said, you're going to have to reel off a bunch of wins. Like you can reel, like in my mind, the way I'm thinking about it is you probably got to, you either got to finish first or second in the league to even feel like you have, you know, have a chance at an at-large at this point. And finishing first or second in the league means at most you're losing three or four conference games which means two or three conference games, they like they can only lose two or three more times the rest of the year. And I think what has to be frustrating for Penny is that, you know, when your level of play vacillates as much as this team do, team's does, like, it's hard, you know, yeah, you can go beat anyone in the league. Yeah, you can go to Houston and win. But when you play like they played last night, like, you can go to Cincinnati and lose. You know, you can you can lose Sunday against Cincinnati, who's you know a better team than Tulsa. Not a great team, but a better team than Tulsa. Um, and so that's probably worrisome when uh, as you look out at the season. And like ultimately, you are what your record is, and their record set tells you that they are an inconsistent team that is capable of beating just about you know anyone. But also capable of losing to just about anyone, Um, and so um, can they? Can you change that identity? You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It you know, and it last night was not a step in the right direction. It wasn't a step in the wrong direction, luckily. Um, But maybe against Cincinnati, you can. You know, you you win against Cincinnati. It means you've won four of your last five heading um, into that UCF that's how you start to build momentum um and that's what this team needs to do um in addition to like you said they, they need to get got, they need to have the same they need to have like predictability consistency whether it's with their play or their personnel all that um but um it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out i mean i will say having as much depth as they have has really uh, ultimately been a lifesaver in this instance you know like there's not many teams that can roll out walk-ons that are as good as tyler harris and jaden hardaway you know like Mm -hmm. if another if another team in the country was finishing a game with three scholarship guys and two walk-ons on the court i don't think it even as bad as it looked for memphis i don't think you're feeling near you know like you typically walk-ons are not guys in the rotation you know yeah. so it played like, out a, to their advantage the pennies you know kind of inability early in the year to narrow down who he was playing actually uh benefited them i think in some ways last night with their limited personnel
0: yeah and a point i'd like to make is like you know injuries you never want injuries uh uh and and you know especially at, anytime, any time but if somebody sat Penny Hardaway down before the season and said, Okay, you can either have this huge rash of injuries in the beginning of the season in the first ten games, you can have it in the second somewhere in the second ten games, or you can have it somewhere in the third ten games of the season, uh, I think he would have picked this time here because, you know, if it happens earlier, Josh Minot and Earl Timberlake aren't aren't stepping up, you know, you, 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 you don't think that they're ready to step up necessarily. I mean, it's taken them some time to, to get into the flow of things and you don't want it happening in February or March either, because you know, that's the time when you want to be firing on all cylinders. So if there is a silver lining in any of this, it's that the timing is actually not too bad. I think.
1: I guess. Yeah. It, it's it's not bad until you lose because of it. You know, you yeah. know they already lost one game. That they already lost one game because of it. If you lose another one because of it, the, the timing isn't so good anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, so and then you know, so like these guys, you know, and I think you could sense the frustration in that, you know. Again, it's not like one of these guys like tore his ACL. These are like, you know, Penny has described the injuries as day to day which suggests to me he's hoping any day now. Um, And any day now hasn't gotten here yet. Um, I
0: believe believe the way he phrased it on uh, his coach's show on Monday uh, when he was asked about these injuries, and and I think he was more talking, he was going player by player, Lomax, Lawson, um, Imani Bates, and I think it was about Imani Bates when he was saying, we don't know, it's day to day. We don't know if he could play tomorrow against Tulsa. We don't know if he's going to play Sunday against Cincinnati. It just literally is day to day. And I think that kind of, I think that kind of was some,
1: there's some, uh, there's some things you can maybe infer from some, a coach saying something like that, that it's,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. But also maybe a little foreshadowing, you know, maybe that was a little bit of his frustration kind of starting to, yeah. Uh, trickle out, I guess. And it boy and it happened to boil over last night after that. Uh, after, you know, I mean, like, let's face it, I don't think he was too pleased with the way the game was called by the uh, uh, ref, the officiating crew. Um, and 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 I do believe the players, was
1: by the way, that was awful. It was like that was like the longest non overtime college basketball game I've covered in my life. And it was well, like the re- it was because the refs were just calling everything.
0: Yeah, and then and then some of the stuff they were calling, they didn't even know what they were calling. There was that one time where they called a foul on, I think Jaden Hardaway. Uh, I, I forget the, 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 who it was, but like they had to. They, they had called to have
1: it a, on Lester when it was Minot at first.
0: Yeah, like they had to have a conference to figure out exactly who committed the foul. Like you called the foul. How do you yeah. not know? It was if on know. that
1: iffy fifth foul of Minot's, where it was like he. It was. A very iffy call I, I think it was a char block charge maybe or maybe it was yeah. a block i forget what it was i just remember in the moment going yeah i don't know about that one but i said yeah. that a bunch last night
0: <laughs> oh for sure yeah like i was as we were recording i was sitting here watching the replay back and and it happened to be toward the end on the, when Jaden hardaway took his charge um you know borderline it was it was very borderline uh, it happened to go in Memphis's favor, but they got a lot of calls that didn't go in their favor. So it all evens out in the wash. Um, yeah. But anyway, I lost my train of thought.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. Again, Cincinnati on Sunday, then a big one at UCF uh, next Wednesday. Tigers, by the way, moved down seven spots in the net uh, after last night's game. What are they at
0: now, Jason? 58. But Call me Mr. Silver Lining if you want to. We need to point out that even though they dropped in the net, they also dropped that quad for a loss. Georgia played really well, almost beat Texas A&M last night, eleven and two now twelve and two Texas A&M, and because of it, they went from two forty three to like two thirty eight in the net rankings, and that now makes that game a quad three loss. So, for the time being, uh, you know that 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 sort of like extremely ugly loss is a little bit better. Looks a little bit better. And they're at thirty-five in
1: Ken Palm, which is we should note. Hot, they were thirty-one at the end of last year in Ken Palm. Um, Like they're in a pretty good spot in terms of. The Ken Palm ratings. I don't know how much that matters in the end, but the 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 up and down nature of the season has not totally cratered their computer numbers, and that's why I believe in Lenardi's latest bracket projections. Again, it's really early; it's conference play is just starting, but he's got Memphis as first four out, so like a bubble team. Has um, he
0: up, Has he updated? I don't think last update was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday yeah. morning.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's updated it since last night's win. I don't think last night's win really helps you at all, but it doesn't kill you. Um, And so, and you'll, well, again, we'll forget about it if they ultimately, you know, start reeling off wins. We'll forget about all this stuff. But uh, for now, it is uh, on the forefront. um, And we shall see what Memphis team shows up on Sunday at FedEx Forum uh, to play against Cincinnati. Uh, It's anyone's guess at this point. Um, you could see a dominating performance. You could also probably see a dumbfounding one. My guess is, you, you once again, you'll probably see both in the same game—dominating <laughs> um, yeah. and dumbfounding.
0: Never a dull moment, Mark.
1: No, sorry. All right, make sure you're uh, heading over to commercialpeel.com, Jason uh has tons of coverage up there my column from last night's game is there as well um we've got some exciting content coming later this week as well that you're going to want to make sure to check out um so lots going on in the tiger basketball world uh we're in the thick we're in the thick of conference play now jason this is this is we got to go on our run just like the team in terms of coverage so um here we go um until next time I was Mark. I was joined by Jason. Thanks so much. Enjoy uh, the games against uh, Cincinnati and UCF. We'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll uh, we'll rejoin you after that. Hopefully, we're talking about Mem- a surging Memphis Tigers team. Then. Thanks so much. <laughs>
0: Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of The Commercial Appeal.